0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Brendan. And much like that poison chalice, we two are cursed and cannot seem to record with the three of us lately. But rest assured, Rebecca will be back with us in the morning. Now, my God, the Paul downfall is complete. Harry has gone full Macbeth and Ross delivered a TV moment so daring, so charismatic that we can only hope the combined admiration of both nations carries him straight into the final. Brendan is on your recap today. I have all your fabulous thoughts and theories but first let's have a little catch up.
2: Yeah let's. Um, so uh, on for- how's, first of all how's the house move going? The bloody wi-fi people cut you off before you needed to be cut off
1: just sweet fuming I honestly because I came on to this call yesterday we were on it you guys had to read my whole recap in my notes and voice which I can only imagine how irritating that was and you did a wonderful job but I came on to do this and I was having such a stressy little day and I was like oh this will be a laugh now didn't work nearly sent me over the edge I was two hours onto the provider that cut us off four days early. unnamed provider. Unnamed provider, who has also cut me off from TV. So I had to, I'm struggling to watch the episodes, let alone record the podcast. Um, And they told me now that they cut me off because we're in the middle of a home move that's happening on Monday, but they won't actually (laughs) be setting up broadband in the new house as part of that home move. And I'm like, well, then why don't I have broadband in this house? Yeah make that make sense. And we went around in circles for an hour and a half. And then I just took myself to the cinema because I was about to snap. Uh, Went to see poor things. Loved it. Low-key traumatised. Came home, went to bed. So how was your day? Uh,
2: My day was um, a little, a little bit better than that. I went to the gym after we did the podcast. And I tell you that because I did some pull-ups, but I've really just been so I'm an all funny. or nothing kind of guy. I sometimes won't go to the gym for weeks on end. And then I'll have a week where I throw myself onto every machine and thing going. And I've had one of those weeks and I have... Work it, girl. Hurt. Uh, no, I've hurt my left shoulder. So it. I went to the gym after the podcast, did try, well, attempted to do a pull up. And I, I was like, oh, ow, no, my shoulder doesn't want to do that. So I didn't do any more. That was fine. As the evening went on, the pain became so unbearable that I had to, about an hour before the traitors came on, take a Xanax. So I'm just putting that out there before you hear my recap.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, a recap through the veil of a Xanax. I mean, who are (laughs) we to judge? Um, Brendan, we have a very big night ahead of us tonight now.
2: We do, we do. Uh, We are going to the premiere of the highly anticipated movie, all of Us Strangers, starring Andrew Scott and Paul Meskell. Husbands. Congratulations, <laughs> our two husbands. Congratulations <laughs> on all of your award nominations. And uh, yourself, myself and Andrew Scott and Paul Meskell are going to be in the same room this evening.
1: That is happening. So no wonder you're pumping it in the gym. I'll be lathering <laughs> exactly. the tan on later. Um, Bre- me and you, Brendan, we're friends. Is, our, is it fair to say our friendship, but like a formative part of that is Andrew Scott's role. In, in Sherlock, Sherlock. as, as Moriarty yes. so we've come full Absolutely. circle we're going to breathe yeah. the same air as the man who's just been nominated mm-hmm. for a BAFTA I mean what a day he might even be hitting the tiles he might hit the tiles with him I've decided. they are going to
2: do the late late afterwards so I think we're going to see them for about half an hour they're going to yeah. leave us to watch the movie they're going to the late Gone. late and then who knows maybe we'll find them
1: wee 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 Believe they get you locked I mean we were in <laughs> for the time we ran on <laughs> it we had a ball we were out to London we but I've decided if I do talk to Andrew Scott I'm going to ask him to name my unborn child and I'm hey. going to ask him to sign my bump
2: How does so, our yeah. Craig feel about Andrew Scott naming his firstborn?
1: Hasn't been run past him won't be Lovely End Perfect. of story Okay Brendan <laughs> take it away bitch
2: bearing in mind this is through the veil of his annex thank you everyone and a lot of pain um, ep- the episode opens with Andrew being asked to join as a traitor didn't expect Andrew I just... Andrew
1: didn't expect Andrew the nation no, didn't no, expect Andrew No.
2: did no. Harry even um,
1: expect Andrew I don't know how Paul I, did that
2: yeah, I don't know um, do you know what I really miss from season 2 although it did annoy me in season 1 clearly season one, first, first ever go the traitors in the UK and I, I reckon what might have happened was do you remember there was really bad dubbing of Claudia saying, and they can win a prize pot of up to £120,000. And it was just really (laughs) jarring. But I reckon they must have said in the original record, they can win £120,000. And then they were like, oh, fuck, no, it's up to, because they mightn't get the whole thing. And I just really miss that little little thing from season two. It's all very professional and smooth. Um, So, Andrew is um, not too happy about the fact that he's been recruited. But he's like, well, I don't really have a choice because if I don't say yes, I'm out of the game. So I'm going to reluctantly be a traitor. Uh, So in the turret, obviously, um, Paul and Harry uh, are joined by uh, Andrew there and they pull back their cloaks. And he just kind of takes a look left and a look right. And Andrew is like, fuck me. Like, he had no idea especially certainly no idea about harry for sure and andrew actually thought he was walking in to find jazz as a traitor which i thought was kind of interesting
1: yeah there's a lot of suspicion on jazz lately um Sorry can I also shout out to the actuary who wrote in to us I'm blown yeah. away that that request for an actuary actually worked And I was screaming when I was listening to the podcast on my walk yesterday Because here's me thinking the faithfuls were shite um, But they're actually doing okay
2: Yeah 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 they are doing okay Yeah um, although it is the traitors kind of fucking traitors out And not really the faithful
1: We've a bit of that in the thoughts and theories Yeah okay. good point
2: Okay, um, so um, so Andrew's like you've both played amazing traitors and uh, defended Paul so much. Um, Ash Miles, Andrew already sees um, the basically Andrew already sees the plan here. He's no fool. He's like these two lads are bringing me in here to fuck me under the bus. He doesn't want to be there, but he sort of realizes that he's got. No choice necessarily. Um, and then um, basically Andrew sort of like alludes to this or says it straight out. And Harry on a piece to camera is like, we have made a massive cock up. Like this guy is not, we're not pulling no wool over this man's eyes. Then we get treated to a lovely little bit of Nina Simone's Sinner which is a great song. And speaking of a full circle moment, was used in an episode of Sherlock, where Andrew Scott was trying Excuse to rob me. the Crown Jewels from uh, the Tower of London.
1: Out here on a Xanax with the facts, Brendan. Nothing getting past you.
2: That's no, only just come to me now. I'm off the Xanax. It's worn off. Good um, to know. So then, we are down to breakfast. Paul and Harry are in first. And they're shook about Andrew. It's nice that they can have this moment. They're like, oh, like this. We, they're Basically, they're like, we fucked this up already. Um, Harry uses the phrase, and I found this strange funny when I heard him say it but then Claudia said it later in the episode I would have used the word recruit Andrew Harry said we seduced him and I just found that a bit funny but then Claudia used the same word later on so obviously that is um
0: what Mm. they call that
2: uh Jazz again at breakfast he is on to Paul he was like would he vote to banish him basically right Andrew arrives in, obviously he's now a traitor. His poor face, God love him. He's the most reluctant traitor we've ever seen. Um, it becomes apparent that no one has been murdered. Uh, so clearly, fewer hash brands for everyone to try and uh, divide between them. The faithful instantly suspect that someone's been recruited. And they're, they're all, to be fair, at this point, they're all really clued in and they're really quick. They're like, okay. We're all here. No one's been murdered. They've clearly recruited somebody and they all jump to the same conclusion. Somebody that the pre-existing traitors can fuck under the bus. Claudia arrives in. Another great look. Tartan skirt and a chunky knit polar neck. Looks really, really cozy. You could see her sitting in a pub in Dingle now, sipping on a pint of Guinness. Lovely, lovely look. Um, She uh, catches a muffin to check Jasmine's aim which really made me laugh Uh, Jazz and Zach are in the kitchen Uh, they chat about Paul and Miles going at each other at the last round table and they are both absolutely convinced that Paul is a traitor everyone then splinters off waiting on the mission a lot of talk about Paul but Ross once again is just not into that idea he's just not convinced that Paul's a traitor uh, Jazz and Zach's names they're being thrown around as well and Charlotte and uh, Zach uh, here end up having a scrap over traitors faithfuls and the imminent round table the mission then jeeps on the way to the mission jasmine and they're all talking about diane and jasmine was like oh she was like my mum and then ross says she was my mum first and then he does this absolutely epic wink to the camera which is in the back of the jeep
1: it was the most, it, uh, it was the most audacious thing I've ever seen in my life. And he pulled it off with a level of like James Bond style, like
0: it was seduction.
1: Like, and it was so risky for him. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah.
2: yeah. Imagine if someone turned around and went, are you okay? And he'd be like, oh, I just, I just, I don't know, there's something in my eye. Like, how would yeah. you talk your way out of that?
1: Yeah, because you're after looking straight into the camera that's obviously there and winking at it. Oh, honestly, yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, it was just brilliant. I can't wait to hear yeah. an interview. I want to know did you just do that in the moment? Or was it planned? It was so suave.
2: Yeah, it was brilliant. Just like both Diane and Ross's delivery. They just execute things so, so well. Um, Okay, so all the jeeps, they arrive at a church. Claudia is at a pulpit. God bless us and save us. The contestants' names, the remaining faithful and um, traitors' names, are immortalised in these little stained glass window cubes. The aim of the game is to shoot a crossbow at the names. There are seven thousand pounds up for grabs, the more you miss, the more money that you lose. So there's seven grand there, and for each one you miss, you're going to lose money. Now, come here. So,
1: yeah. This mission was shite.
2: I didn't love it.
1: It was shite. I, compared to what we had last episode, talk about Uh, it. Ah, yeah, that was another
2: level. Yeah, that was Um, another level. And like, some of the missions, and I'm sure, like, we've still got some more to go, but, like, in season one, I know they did a similar one in the first episode, but, you know, like, setting the big wooden, like, thing on fire, jumping out of helicopters, the rope bridges across the water. I, I, look, we've more missions to come, and I'm sure we're yeah. going to get some of that. Not every single mission can cost a bomb to, like, put no, on, we're basically. We've blown
1: the be- budget now on uh, Claudia's wardrobe and the music library because that now was, it was shite.
2: Yeah, not great, not great. OK, so Zach goes for Paul. He's like, he doesn't deserve a shield. Shoots, misses, loses a £100. Harry goes for Jasmine. He says she's won loads of shields, doesn't need any, and he smashes her name. Charlotte, she misses. They lose another 100 quid. Andrew aims for Harry, but he hits Ross instead. Molly goes for Harry and misses. Jazz also misses Harry. Charlie misses Jazz. Paul misses Andrew. They're all bloody missing. Jasmine misses Andrew. They go again. We're into a second round. Ross misses Andrew. Evie misses Andrew. And in total, they lose 900 pounds out of the 700. So they've got... Uh, £6,100. Would that be correct? Yes,
1: yeah, stunning. I started to get the really... when we need him? <laughs> <I was> start- <laughs> he was like, your sons are appalling. Um, I was starting really to get though. really worried if for this mission because I was like, oh God, is this a complete fail? Like, is anyone going to be able to hit anything? I'd say the producers were absolutely sweating in the wings now watching
2: this. Yeah. Sorry, I've completely done my maths wrong. That was after the first round. So they go again and everyone misses. Sorry, until Jasmine hits Jazz. Harry hits Andrew. Evie hits Charlotte. Harry hits Paul. Jesus Christ. Molly, Charlie and Ross, they all miss. Evie hits Charlie, meaning no protection for Charlie tonight. Molly is the last stained glass window. So she gets a shield. And I can now tell you that the prize (laughs) fund added. (laughs) Because I wrote it down on my Xanax was £3,600 has been added to the prize fund after the, uh, what we call it, the subpar stained glass window mission.
1: I would call it that. Did they start with £7,000? They lost an absolute fortune, did they?
2: Don't ask me exactly how much.
1: (laughs) We won't. Let's move on.
2: Jeep's home. Okay. Jeep's home. Everyone's talking about Paul. Paul is back at the castle, right? And he's spreading the rumour that everyone's going for jazz. He's like, everyone's telling me they're going for jazz, 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 jazz. And I guess this is what Paul has done really well up until now. You know, laying the little seeds before he gets into the round table and then getting in there and just sort of cementing the whispers that he's the one that's created. Um, He reassures Andrew. Paul is like, Andrew, mate, I'm not going to turn on you, I promise. But but he's not even looking at him. No, obviously Andrew now knows that Paul turned on Ash and Paul turned on Miles. Andrew is no fool here, right?
1: No, I kind of love like, this.
2: Yeah, and Andrew's like, the dungeon thing made no sense. He's like, you know, the fact that you were down there, it, it was a really risky thing putting two traitors down there. Why were you not? It was really kind of obvious if, the, if you weren't the murdered or banished one that you were a traitor. Um, I think here that Paul is trying way too hard. So Paul is now dropping Harry's name in way too obviously. Andrew's horrified uh, seeing how the traitors talk about each other. And Harry then says, "Here, he's like, I've set seeds. If I need to take him down, it's easy picking, right? So we're into the round table." Andrew yeah, Andrew is, is
1: literally horrified because he's like, "Oh my god! Not horrifying. only did I not want this, but it's doggy dog up in the turret, yeah. and I'm not prepped mentally for this at all. I felt so sorry for the man, but you know what? Um, he'll fly under the wing."
2: Yeah. Um, so we're into the round table. Andrew was so, so nervous. Harry is anxious about Paul, that like people are going to jump on the bandwagon. Paul thinks that there's a showdown about to happen. And we find out that the prize fund currently stands at £60,150. say um, no to that. Yeah. So um, Claudia does this thing where she goes around the table and she's like, before we get into a conversation, I want everyone to say this line for me. I am a faithful. So she goes around them one by one by one by one by one by one and everyone says I am a faithful as convincingly as they can. What I noticed was Paul was the only person around that table that when he said the words I am faithful to close his eyes when he said it. Oh Now my I'm God. no body language expert but yeah. So Paul closed his eyes there when he you. said I'm a faithful. I'm very impressed
1: with everything that you've yeah. taken in in your state.
2: God, past the <laughs> Um Charlie and Charlotte, they clash. Um, Charlotte wonders uh, why she is safe. Um, Harry jumps in. He agrees. He's like, Paul must be a traitor. And this is the moment that Harry is like, okay, I'm on this horse. We are going to fucking gallop to the finish line here. Let's I'm go. going in for the kill. Harry says that Paul overcompensates. He's like, you're a massive personality. And... Um, Harry's lead here just really gives everyone the confidence to go in for Paul. Like, Harry is leading this shit. He's like, it's a big risk for Harry to take. And if he shoots and misses, he's fucked. So he's in for the kill. And Um, it looked
1: like that was going to happen after his campaign speech. It looked like it was going the direction of jazz. And I was shitting it for him, to be honest, but he pulled it off.
2: And what I really loved as well, like after Harry kind of finished, you know, go in on Paul he just sits back and just sips from like that little glass goblet they've all got sitting in front of them it was just brilliant Um, Ross jumps in and defends Paul again I don't know why Ross is so wrong on Paul
1: it's because it's it's, he is blindsided by the fact that paul helped get miles out and i believe i could be so so wrong about this and write in and tell us but apparently this show is based on a board game called werewolf which i think was created by a load of sociology students to study the inability of groups of people to get past their own views of someone so ross is so blindsided by the fact that Paul helped get his mother's killer out, that he cannot comprehend that he might be a killer, even though all of the evidence or a traitor points yeah. at him. It is kind of fascinating to watch. But I'm also, I want more for Roth. Uh,
2: my friend Maria sent us a voice note just for our own personal ears uh, yes. describing she's got the traitors board game. And she said it's like totally like branded up like the the, the BBC TV show. And she was like, honestly, it's like there were actual near killings over playing it. I can't wait to get it. We need I ca- you, we Rebecca, ha- and me need to play that.
1: We do, and I think we need at least ten people so we could recruit people. We could do listener nights.
2: We could. <laughs> Imagine, oh my god! And kill yeah. the listeners. Uh, back <laughs> uh, <back laughs> but to I'll the take it. next and have a
1: fight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> god <laughs> sounds like a right old hoot. Does he um, okay, so the round table. Ross then jumps in. He defends Paul. Jazz turns on Andrew ross turns on jazz and jazz thinks that ross has been recruited so the conversation well, around the breakfast table this morning
1: recruited mm. into the cult of paul where they all live up his arse it's and are obsessed with him because it is baffling what's happening
2: yeah yeah uh, so then jazz lands the gals in it for what they said about paul in the jeeps and uh then claudia is like it is time to vote and it does look at the start of it like Jazz has fucked himself over with the way he's handled himself around this table. So Paul votes first. He goes for Jazz. Charlie also goes for Jazz. Then it's Jazz's turn. He goes for Paul. Surprise, surprise. Then we get the moment. Harry votes for Paul. Like incredible unbelievable. television. Unbelievable. Zach follows suit. He goes for Paul. Molly's in straight behind. Goes for Paul. Andrew goes for Jazz. Jasmine Back in, she's going for Paul. Ross is going for Jazz because he just doesn't believe that Paul could be a traitor. Evie is in for Paul and Charlotte is in for Paul with a little, Paul, but I love you.
1: Yeah, I'll make you the little kiss. Paul kiss.
2: Yeah, did, was it on the last episode or two that we, somebody had said that they wondered if maybe there was another relationship and it was Charlotte and Paul romantically? So her saying, I love you, I'm like, oh, are you Yeah, together? but
1: someone wrote in to us and said Charlotte uh, married to someone, oh, has a wife. That's yeah.
2: Okay, so Paul stands up, reveals obviously that he is a traitor. He's like, "This has been the best experience of my life," and then he does this incredible bow, and absolute chair. And utter chaos ensues. The chair flying the chair. across the screen. <laughs> I
1: honestly, it died. was furniture. Someone furniture flying a chair. Inbound.
2: but like imagine
1: the euphoria two nights in a row like you will be absolutely buzzing I'd throw a chair as well but I was crying I thought the round table was
2: going to collapse like the whole (laughs) (laughs) set nearly came down they were (laughs) it was unbelievable Um, and then Paul says Harry's learned from me
1: Would you ever give over?
2: Jazz is straight in hugging Harry. He's like, congrats, mate. You did that. You did that. You did that. And then Harry is absolutely bullying that everyone is like, oh my God, what an amazing traitor. Paul is just the best traitor ever. And like, obviously, like, that's great. But Harry's fuming that he's not getting the kudos for being an even better traitor. But like, he will get that down the line, whether he wins or loses. It will come. Yeah. Um, Claudia's like, enjoy this victory while you can. Everyone heads back to the kitchen. Loads more jokes about, ha oh, ha oh, oh, Do you want a drink? Will I poison you? Um, so Harry's like, three of them out. Where is my throne? He's just playing a blinder.
1: Yeah, he's done so well. I just, he's just gone full villain, full Macbeth, and he's relishing in his role now at this stage, and he's very good at it.
2: Yeah, he really is. Um, So, do, 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 do. Um, Yeah, Harry for president. Harry's like the best day for me ever. Andrew says at this point, he's like, I am extremely cautious of Harry and I will continue to be. Jazz can't trust Ross. And Ross says he's made the worst decision, uh, but has not been recruited. He was like, I was wrong. I completely got it wrong that Paul obviously was a traitor I just didn't believe that he was but he was like I promise you that's no, I wasn't saying that because I was recruited as a traitor last night Harry tells Andrew that Jazz will 100% tomorrow be the person banished from around that table because he nearly was the one that was they banished today to but we've, seen, we've seen this before though where it's nearly been one person and then you think it's going to be them the next night and, it, and it's not so you don't yeah, know what way it's going to go he's got
1: to get out on the campaign trail now tomorrow morning at the mission he does. and spread a few rumours
2: He does shake a few hands. Um, So the the, bell tolls. Give the baby. Yeah, yeah, hold the baby. (laughs) Uh, The bell tolls for midnight. The traitors meet in the turret. The choice is to murder or recruit. And it's just really interesting seeing Harry standing there as the last OG one. Like everyone else is gone. Like Ash gone, Paul gone, Miles gone. I think Paul is on on
1: getting sick in the jeep back to the uh, oh, travel lodge, I, I I'd say he's so. furious.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's obviously only Andrew's second time in the turret. Like, he's, he's not a traitor, a wet day, right? Harry gives him the big sales pitch and they both agree that they won't murder, sorry, that they will murder and not recruit. And the episode ends on them deciding whether or not they're going to murder Charlie or Zach, but Andrew does not trust Harry and Harry says if Andrew comes for him he'll put him six feet under he's like I've done it three times before
1: oh chills Brendan I'm so impressed by that recap we have much to discuss and we are going to be right back with your thoughts and theories after this
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Okay, so who do we think is going out, Charlie or Zach? I think it has to be Zach at this stage. I he's think Zach, strong.
2: Yeah. And he's a cause He's, of drama. he's, a, he's just more onto them, Yeah.
1: Yeah okay so let's get into your uh, Twitter feedback at ShrinePod. So at Beano4 said the episode was just superb. Hard to think that Harry won't win and yet that's exactly what we thought about Wilf at this point in season one. I think that's a really good point. Like we're just over halfway through there's still a long time for a Harry downfall to happen. Uh, the majority of our feedback was praise for Harry.
2: I would hate for him to have a downfall. I want him with the ceremonial pouch at the end.
1: Oh, I would love to see him hold that ceremonial pouch. Um, At Snail Sarah says, I think Harry overplayed his hand while making his case against Paul. Too much detail in presenting how the traders were thinking, I think it might come back to Biden. But then again, the faithful aren't picking up on many clues at all, so maybe not. That's my only worry about Harry at this point. He honestly did like a 10-minute monologue to get Paul out. If if anyone sits back and thinks about that, which they don't seem to be capable of, they will be like, how does he know all of that and where the hell does that come from?
2: Yeah, Um, for him to play this really well now, he needs to, for the next couple of roundtables, just sit back and be quiet. Just sink back into that wall with Claudia.
1: Go miss him with the three blonde girls. No offence. Okay, (laughs) at uh, daughter of mum said, she's just gutted for Andrew. He doesn't want to be a traitor. And she feels so sorry for his poor little scared face.
2: Oh. (laughs) I know,
1: I feel the same. At Lisa chat, and then it's a load of numbers I won't bother reading out. It's only traitors banishing (laughs) traitors, Lisa said. (laughs) Harry and Paul banished Ash. Paul led the way in banishing Ash. And now Harry, the absolute legend, picked the ideal opportunity to banish Paul. What actually are the faithful doing?
2: Yeah, that's that's a a very good point. It is just the traitors that are guiding, nudging the rest of the table towards the traitor they want to get rid of.
1: Yeah, and the main reason for that is because they merged a lot of the strong faithful. So a lot of the opinionated people and if that goes out now and then we kinda have Ross and Jazz left, you know, that's why that's happening. Um, Nicola Thorpe said, if Diane hasn't been offered and this was a, a tweet into the uh, general universe, not directly at us, if Diane hasn't been offered a one hundred and twenty thousand pound advertising campaign for a fizzy rose with the brand whip brand with the slogan to die for, then what is the point? And I please, think that's be for all of us. We couldn't make agree it more. Yeah. Um you can also send in I think're we're, we're really Twitter based for this particular show but you can also always DM us on Instagram at shrinepod or email us shrinepod at gmail.com some of your gorgeous emails now Hamish said I think Andrew picked Harry's name to aim for in the mission to hint to the others that he's a traitor and therefore doesn't need a shield and I actually oh, yeah, thought the same
2: yeah that's good yeah I I've completely missed that.
1: Yeah, well, look, we know who's to blame for that. Um, Sandra, who emailed us because she was too sick to send a voice note. So we hope you're okay. Get well soon. soon. She said, Charlotte suspecting Paul out of nowhere after being besties with him all along may cast some suspicion on her if any of them have to cop if any if any of them have the cop on to deep it i don't think they do uh the traders should use this as a decoy same with harry and his detailed description of what would have happened in the dungeon he has played so smart this far it would be a shame to see it fall apart now i want him to win
2: i, I think we really all agree want harry to win i really yeah. i'm rooting for him so much he's done so well
1: but to your point, Brandon, he just needs to zip it now and sit back. He needs to just let Paul be his big win for the next couple of nights and just Yeah. Maybe leave Andrew to do a bit of scheming. And um, Pete said Harry just polled Paul better than Paul pulled other people. And we should all try and say that three times fast.
2: That's excellent. Pauled Paul better than Paul Paul's, yeah. Brilliant.
1: Exactly. And he also uh, wonders is Andrew the worst trader the world has ever seen? Now let's give him a chance, but He's he is the isn't... most
2: reluctant
1: yeah, and he's shock on at the moment. I think the man's in shock. But
2: God love him, he was between a rock and a hard place because if you were recruited, it's kind of like, do you want to stay in the game or do you want to leave? Like, it's like, you sort of have to just, you kind of have no choice unless the you're first, happy to leave.
1: The first night that he's in, it's the biggest showdown between the, the other two traders. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's, he hasn't it really had a soft shook. launch. He, the man no. is shook. He needs to go back, wrap himself in three tails. He needs have a Zanex. This is it, have a bowl of golden nuggets, pop a annex in front of the fire and just calm down. Okay, on to the voice notes and first up we are going to hear from Emma. Was everyone as shocked
3: as I was that Andrew was recruited? I really didn't see that one coming. He's like a rabbit in the headlights, God love him. I, um, I don't know how long he's going to last at all but I think he will last at least another episode because I have a very strong feeling that Jazz is next. Um, and I'll be very sad about that because he is, has been yeah. my favourite for a while. Um, he just doesn't have the courage of his convictions, unfortunately, to really twist the knife. Um, and I think voting for Andrew in the previous episode has just set him off on um, on a road to banishment that he just couldn't have predicted. Um, absolutely loved Ross name-checking, Diane, um doing her accent terribly and then winking at the camera, the cheeky little pup. Um, (laughs) But it was great value. And um, yeah, I mean, at the minute, the people that are left, you know, Zach is just really out there. I love jazz and it's just a big blonde cloud of boringness now. So who is going to emerge from
2: that fog? I don't know.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
2: Christ. Um no. I was Justice. nervous, Emma.
1: Just as for Go Charlie, on. Evie and Molly who are I
2: know. She's a blonde cloud. A um, boring. Oh Jesus It's bit, iconic bit of bit at, bit of bit of um, I was nervous when Ross was doing the Nordy accent in the Jeep I was like mate you're doing that too well people are going to be like how can you do Diane's accent so well Yeah. I'd say
1: Dia- imagine Diana home and she has another son doesn't she I'd say they are slagging her accent off the whole time if they not get a minute Okay um up next we are going to listen to a voice note from Helena Murphy she's off to Tenerife
4: Well lads I am absolutely shook Not least because I'm going to Tenerife on Saturday, so I'm actually going to miss the final few episodes, which is pure devastating. I didn't watch it last year, so I'm brand new, but I've been absolutely loving it. Um, First of all, I can't believe they picked Andrew as the new traitor. I think Zach or um, Ross would have been a much better choice. And I mean, poor Andrew looked like he was going to throw himself off the turret when he got in there (laughs) and saw uh, Paul and Harry he knew straight away that he'd literally just been picked as a sacrificial lamb and then he spent the whole rest of the episode with just a look of perpetual bewilderment on his face which was gas so we'll have to see how that pans out uh, in the next episode. I think Harry's gonna have to be really careful and um, I was watching the traitors de-robed, which is what I'm calling it now. Thank you, Rebecca. And Clara Amfo had said how Paul ended up getting high on his own supply and getting a bit too big for his boots. And so I just worry that that might happen to Harry next. And he could be at risk, although they are super obsessed with him. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I can't wait for the next episode, and then I'll be gone. So I'll have a lot to catch up on when I get back. Keep up the good work, guys.
1: I was thank thinking you, about this, Helena. Yeah, thank you, Helena. You need to go into one of those like British pubs over Absolutely. in Tenerife, the ones that do like the not the ventriloquists, what are they called when they, the no, hypnotist? You know
2: what they? Yeah, they. Have, um, you know the way they have these huge screens, and it's always like oi oi oi, lads lads lads, sports sports it. sports. Get
1: you the in there? Say, Excuse me,
2: final on that big screen.
1: There's a show at home that's gripped the nation in half with they're over here on holidays because it's fucking minus five. So would you ever turn that over? Yeah. On have a pie and mash o'clock. a
2: pint and the final of the treasures please. Thanks if you can, the, the please 40, you can do it for out. the footy,
1: audience. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, next up, Amanda, and she's a big Ross fan. <laughs> I'm
3: still watching Traders. It's 20 past nine, but I can't cope. Need to send you some voice note. Ross going, she was my mum first and then we winked to camera. Oh my God. The icon has produced an icon. Ross is iconic.
2: That's so good. Amanda, I'm still convinced you're related to Ross and Diane.
1: Yes, yeah, so my I. also love just sending voice notes and the show's still on. Like, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and excellent. Brendan, this final voice note, I was actually crying listening to it. Hit play there.
5: Brendan, I am beginning to think that you don't even watch this show because you got (laughs) three of their names wrong. Um, In the last episode, Jasmine was Yasmin, Molly was Millie. (laughs) Fair enough, they sound similar. And you talked about when Sonia um, said to Ash at the breakfast table... After you treat her and you called her Joyce. Who the fuck is Joyce? i <laughs> that um, only joking. I know. You do. Joyce! Um, I really hope that <laughs> Harry recruits Zach and oh no. he pulls Zach immediately and is like, okay, here's the deal. Paul thinks we're throwing you under the bus, but psych, lol, we're throwing him under the bus. Um, and we'll go win it together. That's what I hope happens. I, I do hope Harry wins it, because he's played it well. I don't think the Faithfuls deserve to win it, because... They're so stupid It's like It's just infuriating Watching how Paul's Getting away with All these obvious things So Yeah That's where I'm at But honestly Anything could happen At this point I'm just here for the vibes
2: (laughs) Ellie, Thank you so much And I've I've changed my mind I'm no longer backing Harry to win I want Joyce To be (laughs) At the final (laughs) Who the fuck Is Joyce
1: Do you know who it is? <laughs> Joyce is the receptionist from Happy Valley that you're obsessed <laughs> with in the police station. <laughs> oh my God. Some of the
2: vibes.
0: That's Thanks. the only Thanks. other
1: Joyce we've ever spoken about. Oh, Honestly, Jesus. I cried I tears. I do all those names <laughs> when I
2: wasn't on Xanax. Joyce. Oh, like
1: you'll, you'll give Jasmine oh, and Jasmine. But, uh, Joyce, Brendan. Joyce, it's Joyce with 120,000
2: pounds. You did just look about her a lot. lot. She was constantly looking to go to um, the... Uh, the the tribute act she was always trying to get Catherine <laughs> Kay which is like oh come on I've got like a fake dash let's go <laughs> fake
1: that. <laughs> oh that is so good okay any last thoughts Brandon before we um before we sign off for today
2: I'm gonna nail my colours to the mast <laughs> is that the phrase and I'm gonna say know. that <laughs> I don't know I, I'm just gonna tell you what I think is gonna happen is what I mean I think that's <laughs> gonna be murdered. And I think Jazz is going to be banished.
1: Yeah, I think it's Zach. I totally agree. Zach's going to be married Jazz's going to be banished. And the, um, what did uh, Emma call it? The big blonde cloud of boringness are going to have to emerge from the fog because look, you can judge them all you want, but they're the only ones that are left.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, being a big blonde cloud of boringness, your words, not mine. Um, Obviously. Not to be said for that. Could win you a lot of money. You're still there. You're That's still it. If there. If I was
1: Harry now, I'd pop a blonde wig on and zip my mouth. So look, but- until tonight, my loves, um, who will be banished? Charlie or Zach? We will be back in the morning to discuss all the murderous misgivings as a trio and more. In the meantime, you can follow us on socials at ShrinePod. You can visit our website and send us a voice note or a message ShrinePodcast.com If your L is busy, you can email us shrinepod.gmail.com <laughs> and most importantly you can tell your fellow faithful where to listen to us and you can you can do this you can leave us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts I know you can I actually think we should start shouting out the people that do that just maybe as an extra level of encouragement oh, yeah, um, lovely. and joyce for the win guys
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's